Welcome to Telling Future Generations, the radio ministry of Child Evangelism Fellowship of Illinois. Now here's your host, Dr. Katrina Forseth, a missionary serving as state director of CEF of Illinois. Hi, and thanks for listening to Telling Future Generations. It's summertime, and for CEF, that means it's summer ministry time through Friday clubs, VBS, overnight camp ministry at Camp Good News, and open-air evangelism at fairs and festivals across the state. Of all the CF ministry seasons throughout the year, summertime is my favorite because it reminds me of a life-changing summer that happened to me years ago that shaped my life of why I do what I do, even still today. It was the summer of 1986 that changed the trajectory of my life. Just one year before, in 1985, God turned my life around at an Easter cantata performance in Finley, Ohio. It was a passion play that reenacted the life of Christ through His death and resurrection. I don't really remember what was said or sung that day. All I remember was the spotlight on the back of the wall on the cross. It was at that moment when the gospel and John 3.16 became real to me once again. It was as if God the Holy Spirit came near and sat beside me in that dark balcony at my young age of 15 and whispered down deep into my heart saying, Katrina, I did that all for you. Why can't you live all for me? It was at that moment that the Lord broke me open like a geyser, and my heart and heart just melted in the face of Christ's demonstrated love for me at the cross. No more did I want to live one way at school and one way around my church and my family. No more living a double standard life with one foot here and one foot over here doing like the spiritual splits. Gone were my dreams for my life and my carefully laid out vocational college plans. From now on, I wanted to live all for Christ who gave himself all for me. Fast forward the year later to 1986, my sophomore year in high school. I didn't have a driver's license yet, and I remember that because I was riding in the back seat of the car with my friend when my mom, when she was driving, she looked at me through that rearview mirror and she said, Katrina, do you and Sherry want to do CEF this summer and teach five-day clubs all summer long? It took me literal seconds to respond with affirmative yes, but there was a lot of things in those few seconds that went by that just kind of ran through my head. First of all, I already knew all about CF. After all, that was what my mom did. My mom, Brenda Parcel, had resigned her position years ago as an RN working at a hospital to give herself full time as a CF volunteer teaching Bible classes or what they called religious education classes in the public school during the school day. And it's all with parental permission. My mom, along with other ladies from various different churches, all involved with CF taught all the grades, K through 6, Monday through Friday, every week at my elementary school for over a decade. Of course, I knew what CF was. That was not the issue. But the second thought that was I was trying to process that was running through my head that I did not understand is that CF also did ministry during the summer, outside of the school year ministry. When my mom mentioned teaching five day clubs, I had no clue what even a CF summer five day club was, but I knew that somehow it must be connected to teaching children and teaching God's word like in a Bible club setting. I found out years later, actually many years later, that the reason why I didn't know what a five day club even was, or what CF calls the Christian Youth in Action program, was because myself and my friend Sherry were the first CYIA Christian Youth in Action summer missionaries for CF serving in that part of Ohio, the three county area. But in those few seconds that I was trying to understand what my mom was saying, I did know one thing, that I had just recently, just like a few months before, had been praying and asking God to show me 
his will for my life, and then up popped this opportunity to teach children God's word and to share with them the gospel message of Christ. I was all in. In early June, my friend and I left for Cedarville College, where the CF Christian Youth in Action Training School was held, and we were joined by about 40 other teenagers from across the state. For two whole weeks, the CF Ohio staff trained and equipped us how to share the gospel and to teach Bible lessons to children. I soon learned very quickly in those two weeks that even though that I may know the gospel to be true in my head and my heart, but how to get the gospel message out of my mouth and communicate it to others, now that was something totally different. I even remember my first Bible lesson that I taught to my instructor that was like in a practicum, a small group setting, and it was from the story of Luke chapter 15 on the shepherd and the lost sheep. It was a simple story. It really wasn't difficult to teach at all, but I remember standing there shaking like a Quaker. I had never got up in front of anyone really in my life before to teach or speak for any length of time, so it was all new to me. It was like a speech class and a CF Bible lesson gospel communication class 101 all rolled into one. After the first week of training, it was a time, though, to put all that we had learned at the CF Training School into practice. For some reason, I was assigned to teach my first five-day club in Exenia, Ohio, all by myself. It was only five children who actually ended up coming to the club, but for me, it was life-changing. It was my responsibility to teach all the Bible lessons, to incorporate into every lesson the gospel message, plus teach all the songs, the games, memory verses, and my favorite, the missionary story. I loved it, and the children, they responded positively in so many ways. I actually found out from the husband and wife who hosted the five-day club in their backyard that none of these children had been to church before, and that every day after club was over and I left to go back to the college, that the children came back to their house to play five-day club together and reenact the club all over again, taking turns pretending that they were the teacher, singing the songs or teaching the Bible lessons or the missionary story. That was amazing to me, and it showed me how hungry these children were for God's word. But when I heard the children were unchurched, it didn't take long for me to put two and two together. And I realized that most likely, probably none of these five children were saved and had not yet believed and trust in Christ as their Lord and Savior. My heart went out for them and their need for the gospel. So as their teacher, I decided to ramp up the message of the gospel presentation. But day by day, as the five-day club continued to roll along, there was no response. None of the five kids responded to the invitation to believe on Christ. I didn't know what I was doing wrong. Then suddenly it dawned on me, hey, you know what? I need to pray about this and ask God to save them. Why I never thought of praying before, I have no idea. But what I do remember is that it was Thursday night, the last night before the five-day club ended the next day. I was sleeping on the top bunk in Cedarville College dorm, and I remember before I went to sleep that night, I remember lifting up my hands to the Lord and saying, God, I can't do this. I can't save these children. Only you can. I'm so glad that God is a God who hears our prayers, even our crazy doctrinal ones, and allows us to come to an end of ourselves and our self-efforts so that we in turn and faith will call out to him. And that's exactly what God did. That next day at club, I shared the Bible lesson on the story of Saul on the Damascus Road and his encounter with Jesus Christ. I gave the message of the gospel just as strong as I could, but in reality, I don't think I really did it any differently than I had done the days before. And then when I gave the invitation, just as CF had taught us to do, I read the invitation Bible verse, explained the condition and promise, and then asked the children to close their eyes and bow their head, and I asked the personal question to raise their hand to show me 
that they wanted to know more about Jesus and they wanted to talk to me more what it meant to believe in Christ. And to my astonishment, three out of the five children popped up their hands. You know, this is what I've been praying for. But when the time came, I acted like I was spiritually paralyzed or something. I didn't know what to do next. I closed the Bible lesson and prayer and I went directly into the missionary story, then the review game. And I ended up with much more time on my hands to spare than I had planned. So I decided, what am I going to do? Well, let's just sing more songs, do anything but counsel the children for salvation. Finally, after a few more songs, a Volkswagen car pulled into the driveway. It was my ride back to the college and I saw my two friends in the car and they waved to me and said, hey, Katrina, you know, it's time to go. It's time to go back for lunch. I said, okay. And I began to pack up my stuff. And as I was just getting ready to say goodbye to the children and I turned to go, a little girl, one of the three who had raised her hand, she tugged on my skirt to get my attention. And I turned around to see what was going on. And this little girl, she looked right into my face, right into my eyes. And she said, Katrina, Miss Katrina, Miss Katrina, aren't you going to tell us how we can go to heaven? My shock suddenly gave way to immediate action. I said, yes. Then I called out to my two friends that were sitting in the Volkswagen. I said, hey, come over here. I need your help. Looking back, I kind of tell people with tooth and grin that it must have been right there that I was ordained by God to be a future state director in CF because I immediately began to kind of give out orders and direct people. I said to my two CF teammates, I said, okay, you take this one and I'll take this one and you take this one over here because we have three children here in need of salvation counseling. That day, as I sat on the grass with the child I was talking to, she was the oldest of all the three children, probably about 11 or 12 years of age. It was like the skies opened up. The sky was blue. The grass was green. It was like the perfect summer day. As I opened up God's word and I shared with her and I walked with her through the counseling steps of salvation, it was like fruit was just dropping off the tree. She was so ready to believe and trust in Christ as her Savior. I realize now looking back, it was nothing that I said or did. It was the Lord every step of the way who was drawing these precious children unto himself. But the club wasn't over yet. The husband and wife who hosts the club, before I left, they wanted to give me a gift. It was a hand-carved plaque that the husband had carved with praying hands mounted on a piece of wood that he had beautifully varnished and shellacked. And it said simply these words, always pray. How could have he known what had just happened? The Lord taught me that day in a powerful way that the spiritual results of ministry do not depend on our message or on our ministry speaking skills. It depends solely upon the Lord. This is his gospel message and God alone saves. That summer of 1986 was probably one of the best summers of my life. I loved it so much that I wanted to do it again. So the summer of 1987, my friend and I went back to Cedarville College for the CF Christian Youth in Action Training School. That next summer, 1987, we taught almost every week from mid-June to mid-August, teaching up to three or even four Bible clubs every day. I remember keeping a record in the front of my Bible of how many children came to each of these clubs, and there were hundreds, and also how many children came to trust in Christ, and there were many. Praise the Lord. We taught clubs in parks and homes and backyards and churches, and one of my favorite Friday clubs was out in the countryside on a farm with children sitting on top of hay bales stacked way high, quietly listening to the Bible lesson, the missionary story. That was so much fun. But probably after the first five-day club I taught in Exenia, Ohio, with those five children and three of them coming to Christ, my most memorable club was at a five-day club held at a park in Forest, Ohio, where I grew up. 
We had a big club with probably 40 to 50 children attending each day. And throughout the week, we had many children that came back for counseling to trust in Christ. But for some reason, there was one counseling situation that stood out to me. After the Bible lesson, the invitation was given. A little girl came back to talk with me that later I found out years later again, that when she grew up, she also came on staff with CEF in Northwest Ohio as a missionary too. Wow, that was also so cool to find out. But on that day at the Forest Park, after I counseled this little girl, and she trusted and prayed to receive Christ as her Lord and Savior, she then went back to join the children at club for the missionary story. But for some reason, I just sat there on the park bench, and I just began to pray to the Lord in my heart, saying, Lord, I just want to do this the rest of my life. And that is exactly what the Lord has allowed me to do these past 30 plus years in full-time ministry with serving with CEF. That first summer in 1986 and then the next were the most life-changing summers because it put me on a ministry path that I'm still on today. I'm not saying there weren't twists and turns along the way, but I believe the Lord not only heard my prayer that day on the Forest Park bench, but it was the Lord who was putting that desire in my heart to pray that prayer and to put that desire in my heart to serve him in the first place. Just like it was the Lord who put that desire in my heart to say yes to my mom when she was driving the car and asked me about serving with CF that summer, teaching five-day clubs. And also, just like the year before, it was the Lord by the Holy Spirit who drew me back to himself, who broke me up like that geyser and turned my heart back around to him in that balcony when I was 15, watching that Easter cantata, when all I could see, hear, or think about at that moment was a spotlight on the cross and being reminded anew of God's great love for me. He did all that for me. How could I not live all for him? What about you? Is there a time in your life when God spun your life around? Have you had a life-changing summer? What I've learned and I'm still learning today is that God has a plan for each of our lives that often looks different from one another and it follows different paths. Yet at the same time, each of those paths as believers in Christ, they lead to the same place with a deeper desire of knowing him, serving him and living all for Christ, our Lord and Savior, who gave himself all for us. May the Lord deepen your love for him today and continue to change you to be the image, the reflection of Christ as all of us together seek to live for the Lord this day. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you join us again next week. But until then, have a blessed summer in the Lord and a blessed summer ministry outreach. Thank you for joining us today for Telling Future Generations, the radio ministry of Child Evangelism Fellowship of Illinois. To learn how you can partner with Child Evangelism Fellowship to reach children in your community, please call 309-688-9699 or visit cefofillinois.com. Please join us again next week at the same time for Telling Future Generations.